live from the great island called Manhattan. Mm-hmm. This is Beneath the Surface Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And this is Miss Eve and Moray. How are you doing, Moray? Everything is good. How are you? I'm doing well. All right. Tell the listener how they can contact you. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at YeefTalk underscore Don. And you can also catch me on YouTube at more YeefTalk than Don. Excellent. And I can be contacted on Twitter at E to the V to the. So I look forward to seeing everyone on or hearing from everyone on social. What is today's topic? The topic is modesty. Mm, nice yes, one. Modesty. Trying to rock that boat, ain't you? So Bad. we look forward to rocking with you. So let's talk about this topic, Moray. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times people deal with the meaning of modesty with respect to chicks, chicks, <laughs> chicks, chicks. True indeed. Basically women. <laughs> but let's talk about male modesty first. You know, uh, what do you think when, when somebody asks you uh, what the meaning of modesty is in your life? How would you respond to that? I was kind of hoping we'd stay with the chicks oh. first. <laughs> but OK, male modesty. Um Male modesty, actually, I think it goes the same for both, that there's a certain level of, one, modesty has to do with clothing, Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a certain amount that you should be showing and you should not be showing. Um, Clearly, from what society has identified to us, that males are actually allowed to show a little bit more than females. However... Modesty is important because there's also time and place. Mm-hmm. And so obviously if you're in a place of worship yeah. where you um should be just a certain way, you'd be required to wear a little bit more than maybe being in a pool, right? Okay. So when you go to a pool, a man can get away with taking his shirt off and mm-hmm. jumping into the water. Where if you walked into a place of worship and you didn't have your shirt on, people would be like, um, now nah, you're not coming in. Okay. So work, you know, there's there's a certain level of etiquette you should be following, right? So um, when we talk about dress and we talk about modesty and we talk about males, um, I think it's important because the way your level of modesty will determine how people deal with you. Okay. And so if people are focused on something other than what they should be focusing on, Mm -hmm. it ends up becoming an issue. That's what I was going to ask you, because I'm wondering how much of a responsibility do men have to women, especially if you're a married man and you're in a monogamous relationship? You know, should men not just have a have boundaries or hedges in their life just to just to make it so that they are respecting their relationship? Well, here's the thing. You know, I don't want to jump subjects, but <laughs> modesty has has nothing to do with how you respect your relationship per se, because you do what you do and you can be a very modest person yeah. and still not respect your relationship. Okay. However, it can problems can come in a relationship because if as a man I expect my wife to present herself a certain way Mm -hmm. and you know my significant other is dressing a certain way which makes me feel uncomfortable 
when I'm walking down the street or there's a certain way that I present myself Mm -hmm. when I'm walking down the street with her and she feels uncomfortable, then obviously that will bring along problems within the marriage. So it's important for us to understand how our mates expect us to represent ourselves and also the places that we find ourselves involved with, how they expect us to present ourselves. Yeah, yeah, because I was wondering, you know, when it comes to uh, respecting that relationship, is can modesty go beyond physical and also uh, get into the realm of how you respond to people of the opposite sex? Can that be modest as well? Well, let's let's deal with it for what it is. Full frontal hugs, things like that. Is that an issue of modesty or or something else? Well, I'd be a person, I would definitely say, I don't know if it has to deal with modesty, but we, as an adult, I mean, I say everybody, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's a hug that's entirely too long. (laughs) Like, okay, you can let go now. Right. But the person's trying to let you know how they feel Mm -hmm. or you give a hug and they start rubbing your back and you're like, Oh, I didn't expect that. (laughs) So it's like, all right, this is what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. Um, the modesty aspect comes because when you dress a certain way, Mm -hmm. then people stop and they start checking out your body then they start commenting on your body. And if you were dressed in a modest way, maybe, maybe that would not have happened. Mm -hmm. But there's times where you can dress in a not so modest way that invites people talking in a certain way. So I sit down and I say, you know, when you have your daughters dressed like adults in a provocative way, Mm -hmm. then you have an issue if you see grown men trying to talk to your small yeah, daughter exactly. who may be built like an adult, but you're like, listen, my daughter's 13. Don't be looking at my daughter mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. But also she's addressed in a not modest way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm very aware of the different things of people saying that a woman can dress how she wants to dress. Mm-hmm. However, we have to realize that there are certain ways that we present ourselves that invites certain conversations. Yeah, and it, it's certain conversations, but of course not, you know, there's no excuse for for, for, uh, for assault. Correct. You know, but but again, exactly. it, you do want to use some wisdom. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, in terms of the definition and meaning of modesty, you know, you didn't necessarily mention anything specific about the way men should dress. You just said they should dress for the occasion. But would you say the same for women in terms of women being modest? Um, definitely. Um so now it's funny because mm-hmm. we're dealing in a time where men can actually dress like women. <laughs> okay. And which is crazy in itself. But sit down, you're like, listen, women and men, you know, I stop and I say, if a, if a man's shirt is so tight that you can see his nipples showing, mm-hmm. that is not indicative of modesty. <laughs> and the same thing for a woman. You should not be able to see that, you know, we're on a podcast, so I'll say it for what it is. You shouldn't be able to see her nipples showing, yeah. whether she's wearing a T-shirt, whether she's wearing a blouse or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. But sometimes these things happen, right? But we have to be aware of how we're dressing and the different things going. Now, for me personally, mm-hmm. 
I think that a woman's bra strap should never be showing. Yeah. And some people is like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just a bra strap. Just, just tell her to fix it, put it up. Class, and actually. Right. Well, <laughs> as my you father know, would say, class. Uh, this person lacks class. <laughs> we're in an age of wardrobe malfunctions, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always, did you put this with this and this went over with this and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Um, men are just as responsible as women. To make sure what they have is properly secured and covered. <laughs> and the same thing, I, I sit down and listen, every man wears a pair of pants, or at least they should. But for me to walk around with my zipper down, yeah, that's classless, as you were just saying. <laughs> yeah. And that does not show modesty. Yeah. Same type of thing. So I sit down and what I what I look at these days is I see like like somehow they have made the sweatpants tight. The men's sweatpants yeah. tight. And I'm like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes they, they attribute it to youth. Mm-hmm. Stop and I say, I'm like, listen, it's my responsibility to wear clothes my size. Yeah. Right? <laughs> if I'm wearing clothes and you see the crack of my behind yeah. <laughs> because it's too small, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Men, um, street, style, street styles mm-hmm. for black youth, you know, they have their underwear showing or they have their boxes showing. The boxer briefs. Or the boxes, and it's like, nah, you can't do that. It's the same type of thing. These things are not indicative of modesty. Well, one thing that I was thinking about, just, you know, because here at Beneath the Surface, we actually do seek to, you know, to to live our lives according to what Scripture teaches. And I was thinking about the Bible, and if the Bible actually defines modesty, does it encourage modesty? A few Mm -hmm. things came to my mind. Proverbs 7, you know, Mm -hmm. is just amazing. That's that proverb that talks about, to me, it talks about modesty in terms of behavior. Okay. Because you, ha- it basically shows this simpleton boy walking around, basically, you know, not really looking at the fact that someone would want to pull him into a snare. And then okay. you have this married woman whose husband is off on business, mm-hmm. and she entices him and pulls him in. And it talks about the long-term consequences of adultery. But... You, but her her behavior was just brash, right? And I would say it was immodest and and just first of all she's married, but second of all just having no subtlety whatsoever. It's just like, look, I made my bed with all of these spices and stuff. Come on in, let's do this, right? Yeah, like, do you think that um, modesty is also a behavior um, when it comes to the way that the scripture admonishes us to be modest? Um. I think it can be. Have we defined the word modest? Well, we no, we, to... that's what we're doing right now. Okay. But but I do know that it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing for men and for women. Right. And, and you know, and that's why we're, we're talking about those things specifically. So to address your question concerning can it be behavior, I do believe it can be behavior. Um, I, I believe that when it comes to behavior upbringing is a very important part of how people deal with it because it can be very like being immodest Mm -hmm. can be misconstrued as somebody being outspoken Mm -hmm. and just because you're outspoken doesn't mean that you're not being modest okay so it depends on what's being talked about and how it's being professed where when you're talking about clothing, it's actually pretty direct. 
So I have, a like. I have a dictionary definition right here. Okay. I just pulled it up when you asked that. So the first one is the quality or state of being unassuming or moderate in the estimation of one's abilities. Mm -hmm. So it is, so this doesn't just mention clothing, but it also does mention behavior. Mm -hmm. Another one is the quality of being relatively moderate, uh, limited or small in amount, rate or level. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about the purpose of, of modesty, because in this day and age, uh, I, I think I don't know necessarily know that it is even valued anyway. Right. But, you know, I just the wanted in this first blurred. segment. Yeah. To get into um, to get into, you know, what it actually is. Another definition says behavior, manner or appearance intended to avoid impropriety or indecency. Exactly. And so that's why I was just mentioning the Bible, you know, Proverbs seven with the way that the woman was was really forward and overt with this with this boy and of course you know he ended up in trouble you know from the perspective of scripture mm -hmm. and then there's even in isaiah 3 it talks about the israelite women with sure. their outstretched necks mm -hmm. and you know all of the uh, jewelry tingling as they walk down the street and things right. like that you know is any other thoughts about what the bible says about modesty um i'm sure through, throughout the bible we see with king david and his wife Michal. Mm -hmm. When he went and he was dancing before the Lord mm -hmm. and he lost his shirt. Yeah. And she said to him, how base art thou? <laughs> right. But and, then he didn't deal with her anymore. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> well, you kind of set yourself up for mm -hmm. a situation mm -hmm. <laughs> to be like, I don't know if I want to deal with you anymore. If you're going to talk about me like mm -hmm. that. So that's where we, we talk about behavior. Right. Yeah. So she felt he was being immodest because he lost his shirt. He was saying, I'm doing it before the Lord. Yeah. I'm but, worshiping. Yeah. Right. And so for her, he should have been acting a certain way. Mm -hmm. And for him, she should have definitely been acting a certain way. And he dealt with it in a certain way. But this is my thing. Um, I like the term that they use because it said decency. Yeah. And so we have to understand what decency is mm -hmm. and make a determination on how decency is applied and that will allow us to actually properly determine what modesty is and how it should apply to people. All right. It's really interesting. We live in a live and let live culture mm -hmm. where I think people reject the idea of having a standard and requirements for people and a station of life. Because, And I understand it to an extent because it was used in the past to oppress people and to keep people from advancing and being all that they can be. So there was a place for women and a place for black people and a place, you know. And so I think that our society has just rejected things like modesty because it seems to be inhibiting. But is there a purpose for modesty? Um, should we live in a li live and let live society? Has it has it served us well, or um, should we should we have principles like this? Live and let live, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and so we can see there's that we have a word decency for a reason, mm -hmm. because guess what? Not everybody 
needs to be showing what they have to give. Yeah. And so, you know, usually from what we see on TV, because TV has been so sexualized. Yes. That we stop and we see women scantily clad and it's like, oh, yes. And, you know, even research has shown when that's on TV, you know, people tend to buy it more. They associate it with that product. So mm-hmm. that's what they've done in advertising. However, from a biblical biblical perspective you know when adam and eve first came forth and they realized that they were naked they immediately hid themselves Mm -hmm. immediately so we stop and we say to ourselves if adam and eve thought to cover themselves and when god asked them why have you where, where are you and why have you hid yourselves and they said because i was naked and he said who told you (laughs) who told you 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 were were naked naked? yeah then clearly Mm -hmm. clearly there's something wrong with being indecent yeah so it's it's important that we understand the purpose of indecency and and that we understand that and being in a society of live and let live that's not good because the reality is Mm -hmm. is when you see a person in their entire body that signifies what you mean to that person. Now, for adults, adult to adult, if I have all access to your body and I see everything that you have, then it should have to deal somewhat in some form of relationship that we're engaged in, as opposed to children who their parents see them, um, see the entire body, and that would be like for washing purposes Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. But it tells us that there are certain times and certain places that we should be decent and we should be indecent and that everybody shouldn't be able to see us in any such this way. Is, this is really interesting because it's hel- because in, it seems like in our society, in our so-called freedom, we've, we've complicated things. For example, what you seem to be saying is that um, the, the level of exposure reflects or should reflect the nature of the relationship. Correct. And if you are someone who doesn't, have that kind of relationship with someone you know then why are you you know giving your body to them or that why are they giving their body to you wouldn't even give your car keys i use this example a lot and people get tired of it but for some reason we we uh, treat our bodies as less valuable than Mm. you know than 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 cars which are which are actually machines and some people would give their you know would have sex with someone quicker than they would give them the person their car keys there's something wrong there so yeah Mm -hmm. which you know it's just interesting and so i think that part of i think part of the way the the corner that we as a society and modern society have painted ourselves into is one in which um we we do things in the name of freedom right and the ability to to do what we'd like to do but then it muddies the waters and makes things complicated for example a lot of people don't think about objectification of men but as a woman you know, my whole life, Morris Chestnut and mm-hmm. Michael Ealy mm-hmm. and, you know, Boris Kojo and all these mm-hmm. w- people don't realize that after a, and I know that it's happened for women. I was sure was coming. <laughs> it just Elba, I mean, I can go, go on ahead. and on and I, and I'm not discounting that women have been objectified worse and for a longer period of time. But as a woman, mm-hmm. I know what's been set in front of me over and over again. And, but, th- and this seems decent you know, for, from a, a societal perspective that both men and women are exposed in that way, but it also can cause women to start to objectify men, you mm-hmm. know? And so it, in film and celebrity culture and everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, 
and that that's another issue in terms of modesty in the sense that if, if men are not being modest, then it actually doesn't benefit women either because then you don't get down to the character. And, you know, what is it, what do you think it does when, when men are kind of held up and, and judged based on their pectorals? Well, oh man. <laughs> okay. So. Or gluteus maximi, or do you want me to use other? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make sure I word this properly. Yeah. You know, modesty doesn't have to do with sex. The male or the female species yeah. has more to do with decency. And so when we have to deal, when we deal with decency, it's, listen, everything, because in the, the society we live, people become objectified. Yeah. But you can be indecent and it have nothing to do with sex. You know, it's, you know, I have this thing. It's like you see this on TV. People use the bathroom and they keep the door open. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not modest at all. <laughs> Why do you have the bathroom door open? You know you walked in. Why would you not close the door? Right? You you'd keep the bathroom door open when you're sitting down. But when you're in the shower, you wouldn't keep the bathroom door open. Why is that? That seems like a gripe that husbands and wives have. Sometimes. Well, I don't know about husband and wives necessarily, but when I look at this stuff on TV, I'm like, that's just weird, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But that might be my thing. I listen, what people do in their home, if yeah. it's a husband and a wife and that's the nature of your relationship, I ain't mad at you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that there shouldn't be certain things like that. I mean, I've dealt with situations where I've walked in and the woman has her bra on, so you're like, oh, excuse me. And I'm like, no, it's all right. And you're like, <laughs> what? wait a second. Yeah. Now You're trying to respect her, and she's like, no, this is good. Right, but it wasn't in the sense of, like, I like you, so yeah. come on in. It was like, it's hot outside. It's hot in here. I'm not putting on a shirt. Mm. So just come on in because you got to do what you got to do. And I wasn't going to be there long. Yeah. But so when I was there, I'm like, hmm, okay. But I sit down and I talk about modesty. You have a woman who wears a tight shirt. Mm -hmm. I've seen this recently. You're like, I'm not looking at your chest because clearly you're about seven, eight months pregnant, but your shirt is entirely too tight. Yeah. And all your breasts are showing right now. Mm -hmm. You need to put something on over that, right? So it's not always being objectified it's not always something sexual okay goes there um as far as men to answer your question as far as men being objectified and things of that nature i mean it only makes sense like before advertising used to cater to women because women a woman can appreciate a woman's body as opposed to a man, we'll see a man's body and we won't be like, oh, he has a nice chest. We'll be <laughs> like, all right, that's what it is. Where a woman, she'll look at another woman. She'll say she has a nice chest without it being anything yeah. sexual or things of that nature. What they realize is that there's a market that people focus on. And so that because women are the hugest consumers. No, no, not the hugest consumers. The, huge, the biggest buyers okay. in a market... It would only make sense to have something that caters to them also. Okay. So should it be done? No. 
not if it's not in its proper perspective, but do I think there's anything wrong with a man walking around with his shirt off? I honestly have to say, I'm sure some people will say this seems like double talk, but it's not the same for a man as it is for a woman. So I have no problem with a man walking around with his shirt off. Yeah, so, but, you know, getting back to the purpose of modesty and the purpose mm. of decency, why, what purpose does it serve? What is wrong with, as a society, us saying we're not going to repress anybody? Do what you want to do as long as you are not negatively impacting someone else. Well, here's, here's the reality. If you come around with without your shirt on, why are you coming around without your shirt on? Well, the person will say it's none of your business. I this is my body. I can determine for myself whether I have a shirt on it or I don't. You know, this is the twenty first century. Why are you asking me to talk to, to to dress like a pilgrim or a puritan? Because there's a well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pilgrim or a puritan, but there's a way that God expected us to express ourselves. Okay, right? and so in us expressing ourselves, and I believe I said this in the last segment, mm-hmm. it's. There's a way, in order for me to have a serious conversation with you, there's a way you have to present yourself. Okay. You know, your hair has to be a certain way. If your hair is looking crazy, um, not that you have to wear your hair the way I want you to look your hair, but don't think that I'm not going to be sitting there looking at your hair like, is that really pink, purple, (laughs) and white hair going on right now? Or pink, Mm -hmm. purple, and gray, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody does the hair white. (laughs) Pink, purple, and gray. You're like, what made you decide to do that? Mm -hmm. Not that you can't have pink, purple, and gray hair. But how is it presented? Well, it's the same thing for our clothes. It's if if I think that you have on something that is not modest, then eventually it's going to affect the way that I deal with you. Um, Hmm. No matter where we go in the world, every society has a culture. Okay. Matter how it is. Okay. So you know, I know they always depict Africans. On Who TV live on as well. the equator. Right. Okay. Walking around with grass skirts <laughs> and the men nor the women yeah. wear tops. But the reality is that it depends on that culture and that society and how they present themselves. Well, but we should be a people of decency. Yeah. And, and, you, and there should be some kind of standard. We should be decent. And then the thing that also comes to my mind has to do with the next generation. Um, because when we're trying to build a culture... We have to determine for ourselves whether, first of all, it's important to build a culture. And second of all, if we're trying to pass something along to the next generation by the way we teach them or at least the way that we behave, um, what is it that we're trying to pass on? So what do you think the purpose of modesty is with respect to child rearing and, and, and building culture? So I think it's important that we teach each generation what it is to properly present themselves so that they understand how to respect one another. Okay. And so, but, but, I mean, some people will say you, sh- I should, you should respect me. If I come, if I walk up to your house, you know, with panties and a bra on, you should respect me because I'm a human being. Yeah. But that would be their opinion. That would be based on actually nothing. <laughs> it's, Hey, listen, people, Anybody can stop and say, like, saying, I don't need to wear any clothes. Yeah. I can just walk around and I should be fine. So they was actually doing it in the 60s, right? And, um, <laughs> Woodstock and all that other oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they okay. wanted to be free and all that other stuff. And it was like, no, you can't do that. Um, 
you can actually dress in certain in, in such a way that would make people think about you in a way that they shouldn't be thinking about you. Okay. Right. And so it's important that people understand that there's time and place for everything and that you can't, you shouldn't be objectified through the way you dress. Right. So we have to teach that to our children so that they teach it. They, they allow it to go into the next generation. And we also have to realize that modesty also feel, falls into an immoral aspect. You can make people decide to fall into immorality okay. based on the way that they dress. Hmm. And so we can see that because when people are up to no good, they can definitely, you stop and you look at them and you like, they dress like they are up to no good. Like this is what they're going to do. And um, so you can have what's called the attire of a harlot, right? Okay. And so when you have stuff like that, it's like, oh, because this is who she's trying to go and attract. She's trying to attract somebody who's into that, where obviously that wouldn't be something that you'd wear to a place of worship mm-hmm. or to a service. You know, when we read about how the priests and the priest's sons were um, attired, we don't picture them as walking around with no shirts on yeah. and things of that nature. They were actually wearing like robes and, you know, long garments to cover over their body. Mm. All right. Well, that is in general, it seems like you're saying is the purpose of modesty so that we can know what to expect, how to treat people, how to expect to be treated. Mm -hmm. And um, next, we're going to get into how to actually implement this in modern life, because, again, this is the 21st century. One thing I find pretty funny is that a lot of times when people say um, these are modern times or, you know, they they, they enumerate the century that we're in. Mm -hmm. Right. It almost makes it seem as if humanity has changed or should have changed in certain ways or if basic things from the DNA level have actually changed about humans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think part of what has happened is that time went by. (laughs) I think it was pretty much that's about it. So when we when we as we close out talking about how to implement this for our listeners sake and for our sake into modern times especially if we've determined that modesty is an important thing, why don't we go back to the parenting question? Um, You know, how, especially since you're a parent and I'm not, Mm -hmm. how do you parent toward modesty for the youth? Like how, you know, how can you implement this in modern life, especially when the youth are getting mixed signals? Well, one thing I think it's important as a parent is that you set the standard part of implementing it is that they have to see how you dress Mm. and life imitates life. Right. So when they see that you dress in a way that is modest and that you will not allow yourself to be seen around them in a certain way that they in turn will stop and say, okay, my parents don't want me to see them in a certain way. So I can't be seen around them in a certain way. And Mm. so, you know, like with all things, it starts at home, right? So to think you're going to go outside the house and dress a certain way doesn't always work if you're not practicing that inside the home. Mm. So it, it starts off with us 
showing our children how we dress when we go out, making sure that they understand that there's time and place for everything. Okay. Or, hey, listen, if we're going to the beach right now, this is how you dress. If we're going to service right now, this is how you dress. Oh, you're going to school? Mm -hmm. This is how you dress. And then it also... It also starts with us having the conversation about what they see out there. I know you may see other children dressed this way or other people dressed this way, but that's not what we do. Okay, so keeping it, so just being real with them and not acting like that you, not acting like you live in a bubble or in a vacuum, but but saying, look, I know that you go out there and you see these things. You're in school, especially those uh, kids who go to who aren't homeschooled and they're schooled outside Mm -hmm. uh, of the home. You see other kids from other families and other cultures presenting themselves in a certain way. I understand that you see all that. However, right. this is the way that we live and this is this is the way our family operates and what God has required of us. Right. Yeah. And so what about um, the clothing lines? One thing that as adults that we have to deal with i know i know i was looking for maxi skirts uh recently mm-hmm. maxi skirts just basically mean the long skirts as opposed to mini skirts okay and so i was looking for them recently and it was it was mm, a difficult yeah. task and it just it just blew me away because it basically what it said to me is that designers and and the fashion industry determines for us what we can and can't wear it's not like they present stylish options of a variety of modesty levels and then we get to choose no they say this is the trend and you need to fall in line yeah Yeah. and so you know in modern life what do we do you know with you as a man not necessarily wanting to walk walk out with a wife beater when Mm. it's inappropriate me as a woman not trying to show every you know thing that that i have like Mm. how do we do that in modern life when these clothing lines seem to be working against us well i say and I teach this in my congregation. If you want to find it, you will find it mm-hmm. somewhere around there. But you just have to know where it is because you have people who feel like how we feel. It's like, hey, listen, I'm going to be modest and I'm going to dress in a certain way. I have a big problem myself finding jeans for a man because all of them wear their jeans tight now. <laughs> Everything is either tight, straight legs. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm trying to get past the problem. I wear a size 40. So if I wear a size 46, clearly this won't be a problem, right? But it still remains to be a problem. Like no matter how you're trying to do it, and then it has the straight leg cut. However, the thing I would advise for you is to go online. That's the beauty of online now. Now you can find people anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. You can do your search, and it's like, oh, maxi maxi dress or maxi skirt. Yeah. And, um... You'll see that it's there. Um, I think it's also important. And it'll be stylish. It won't have me looking like a pilgrim or a Puritan. Hopefully. Well, now let's talk about stylish for a minute. Okay. I said, you know I'm a person who believes in our sovereignty as a nation. As a nation, meaning as black folk? Correct. Okay. And so in order for us to be sovereign, we Mm -hmm. should be dressing ourselves and developing our own styles. And so sometimes you might need to go get the material Mm. and take it to a tailor Mm. and say, hey, listen, this is how I want my 
um, just to be. So take my measurements. This is what I want. This is the material. Handle your business. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. We do that with our hairstyles, right? I said, when we want our hairstyles, you're like, hey, listen, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. I said, or we can let what we see in magazines dictate it for us. Mm. And so I think women have had that problem for a long time because it was like, Wicca, I, I would love to have the locks in my hair, but I don't know anybody who can do that and I can't do that myself. Uh-huh. But eventually over the course of time now you can pretty much go anywhere and you'll find somebody who can lock your hair for you especially with those quote-unquote sister locks right those (laughs) things i'm like that's fancy yeah it is (laughs) long time but to stay on modesty yeah so you know it's important for us to not worry about necessarily the designer but us to understand where we can get the type of clothes that we would wear that would allow us to be modest if you want to dress cultural Obviously, you're not going to go to any of the famous designers that's out there now. You would have to go to some place where you would develop your own style or where you see that they're selling those type of clothes. And then you can go from there and let it be in a modest manner. And even when you just cultural, you can still be immodest in the style Mm -hmm. of the cultural clothing. Yeah. You know, you brought up something that that I'm really just going to jump on because this is part of the reason that we have beneath the surface podcast mm-hmm. is because we're trying to build a nation It's the whole it's nation time thing That's right. is, is part of the reason this podcast exists. And you brought up something that's really interesting. And that is if you're trying to build a nation, you should be able to find whatever you want within that nation. That's right. And what type of people are we, you know, what type of people would the, with the folks in the black wall streets, whether we're talking about Rosewood, Florida, or, um, or Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, Bronzeville, Chicago, whatever, wherever the various Wall Streets were, what kind of people would they have been if every time they turn around, they had to run out to other people <laughs> for, exactly. for the products and services they needed? No, what made these places black Wall Streets was that they could find everything right there. Correct. So, um, so yeah, you, the point that you're bringing up just reminds me of if we're really trying to create our own economies and um, and be as self-sufficient, I know we're in a global economy, but be as self-sufficient as possible, then we should always have people within our circles to go to that would fulfill these needs. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and definitely not depend on the outside world or on other people to um or to to actually have the same standards that we have right and something that i want to jump in here is that as you say that about standards that's that thing about modesty and decency right because are they setting the standard for modesty and decency Mm. or are you setting the standard for modesty and decency and so just because you see other people do it doesn't mean you have to do it and you know they have the term when in rome do as romans do it's like no that doesn't have to be the case (laughs) you be an individual Mm -hmm. walk in light of what you understand to be right Mm -hmm. and allow that to dictate how you do things excellent all right Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Beneath the Surface Podcast. We just want to encourage us all, uh, first of all, to walk according to some level of integrity and decency, even in this modern age. Definitely. And, um, and also, for those of us interested in building a nation, you know, uh, to remember that we want 
to actually be able to meet all of our needs amongst each other and not depend on the outer world or the, the wider world to determine what's stylish for us and what isn't. And to get people to join in on the conversation. Um, let's not forget that for our Inca podcast, people can call in. They can ask their questions. They can just definitely ask what we're talking about. This episode was about modesty, but as we do our different episodes, call us up. Let us know what's going on. Give us your thoughts on the podcast and what you feel we should talk about and address more. And we'll be more than happy to address it. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace. Peace.